are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, October 1st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. If you follow right now, you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you for making the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast your first listen here. And this is also the first episode coming in the month of October. And you know what it means when October rolls around, ladies and gentlemen. We got the MLB playoffs coming up. NFL and college football are going on at the same time. It's beautiful. College basketball is on its way back as well. But most importantly, October means the NHL season is right around the corner. And we are now just 12 days away from the Blackhawks season opener against the Colorado Avalanche. We're closing in, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get there, we do still have several preseason games to get through first, which, for the numerous reasons that I've spoken about on the show here the last couple of weeks, um, all of those make makes these preseason games, you know, much more interesting for this team because there's just so much going on with uh, with the position battles and everything. And what I wanted to start the episode with today is, uh, I know I had a little baby recap with the guys from Lockdown Red Wings, Nolan Bianchi and Scotty Bentley on yesterday's episode, but I do still want to talk about that contest a little bit more here today because I didn't get to go into too much detail about enough guys during that conversation. Uh, Of course, though, you know, I I had to bring up, the, the one guy I had to talk about was Captain Jonathan Taze and how awesome it was to see him back on the ice in game action for the first time in over 400 days. And it was quite the impressive start for Johnny. I mean, he picked up a a secondary assist right off the bat in the first period and then went on to win 70% of his draws, didn't skip a beat there. Uh, And he also led all Blackhawks forwards with 22 and a half minutes of ice time. So that's definitely a good sign for the captain to be feeling great and to be all set for that season opener versus the Avs. Now, you know, I got to say this with Johnny every time, you know, we can't forget that this is still a day-to-day matter for him and it's going to be for the foreseeable future, but no doubt this was a big step for him to say the least uh, on Wednesday. And I thought he checked off all the boxes that he needed to for his, his first game back in action in quite a while. But aside from Taves, there were a bunch of other guys that I definitely wanted to be sure to mention as well. I didn't want to let that slip by because uh, a lot of guys had strong performances on Wednesday. And the man I have to start with here is Adam Gaudette. He was maybe the most noticeable player on the ice for the Blackhawks on Wednesday. And Gaudette actually started out on the fourth line skating with Jujar Kara and Mackenzie Entwistle, but due to a strong play early on, uh, early in the second period, he wound up flipping with 
Brett Connolly on that second line and went on to finish the game with, <clears throat> excuse me, went on to finish the game with Kirby Doc and, uh, and Brandon Hagel. And credit to Jeremy Colleton for uh, recognizing that, recognizing that uh, Goddad had some extra pep in his step, if you will, on Wednesday. And I think that's exactly how Colleton can use Goddad during the regular season as well, because he, he has that versatile skill set where you can put him, you know, you don't feel bad about putting him down in the bottom six because he can produce there and be an effective player in that role. But when he's got his offensive game going like he did against the Wings, he also, we know, has the capability to play alongside the, uh, play alongside the top six forward group as well. So uh, a really impressive start here for Adam Gaudet, who was, of course, Ben Pope's breakout candidate for this season, by the way. It seems like a, a pretty good call there so far, Ben. And Gaudette, uh wound up leading all Hawks players in that game with six shots on goal. And that's not including his double doinker that he had early on in the game that unfortunately rang off both the post and the crossbar, which our, us Chicago fans know all too well about. But a couple of other guys uh, I wanted to be sure to mention. First, Kirby Doc clearly had his A game right from the get-go. He was noticeable every time he was on the ice, I thought. And Finished with uh, one point, which was a beautiful primary assist on Brandon Hagel's goal early in the second period. And one thing that was also noticeable for me was Doc finished with well over um, 20 minutes of ice time. He finished with 21 and a half. So pretty good sign there that Jeremy already feels comfortable using Doc in all areas and isn't going to shy away from throwing him out there. One thing I do want to mention, though, with Doc um, that I think he still needs to work on and focus up on is his aggressiveness with the puck on his stick and his overall willingness to get to the dirty areas. Like, Kirby, you're a big boy, buddy. You got to start playing like one. There were two separate occasions on the power play on Wednesday where Kirby had the puck down low on the right side. I know that's his offside, but that to me makes it even like, because he's on his offside, instead of trying to do the fancy stuff, he should just be trying to stuff it home, you know. On the first one, he kind of just stood idle and was, you know, looking to looking uh, at who he should pass it to, even though the defense was kind of giving him the front of the net. And then on the second one, um, he just tried to roof it short side. I would just like to see him make the simple play there a little bit more and, and keep the defense honest because, Kirby, if you start taking it to the net with Will, let's not forget you're six foot four, 200 pounds, buddy. You're going to be a force to be reckoned with. If you start taking it to the net with force, that's what's going to open up those passing lanes to the guy in the middle and the man that's backdoor as well. Hopefully, Alex Debrinkit for that one-timer. And that's where Kirby taking it to the net really is going to have an impact on this Blackhawks power play and really should give them another weapon and should help them be a lot better than they've been in the past couple of years. Um, Dominic Kubelik and Philip Kershev as well, two guys that stood out for me. I thought both were outstanding together and also showed some solid chemistry on that top line along with Jonathan Taze. Um, both Kershev and Kubelik finished with one point each. Uh, Kershev had the beautiful pass to set up Kubelik on that first goal. Taze with the secondary. And Colleton actually, re- he was really high on Kershev, maybe more so than anyone during his post-game presser. He thought Kershev was outstanding that night against the Wings. And I can definitely see why he really put it put it all together there and it was a good start to his uh good start to his campaign. And if Kershev if if he can, you know, continue to make jumps and can have that full time top six upside, I don't know if he's 
going to get there yet due to the room. Um, but that would certainly be a huge boost to the Blackhawks lineup in the future and give them some some much needed depth, um, whether it be down the middle or on the wing. The last two guys I got, Jujar Kara, I thought was was just tremendous. Seven hits to lead the Hawks. He also chipped in with a beautiful redirect goal off of a, a shot from Connor Murphy at the point. The added offense, you know, it'll always be a nice bonus if he can do that. Don't expect him to do it consistently, but um, it's a bonus the Blackhawks will always be taking. Uh, but the real reason they brought him in is because they needed to have some more sandpaper in the lineup, right? They needed to be harder to play against. And Kara certainly can provide a little bit of that. He is a big boy out there. It's noticeable right away when you see him. And it, it was awesome to see that he wasn't afraid by any means to throw, to throw his weight around in the preseason opener against the Wings. Last, I got Caleb Jones. I thought he was really awesome. Uh, moved the puck very well in the offensive zone. Known for his offensive abilities. Um, his patience and poise with the puck helped lead to him getting a secondary assist on Brandon Hagel's goal as well. Uh, I, I thought he was really good offensively. And aside from maybe getting caught being a little too slow in transition on Detroit's opening goal, it also didn't help there that Wyatt Kalanick lost an edge. That was the real reason that Detroit got that odd man rush. So aside from that, I thought Caleb Jones had a really strong first showing on the back end in uh in his debut with the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, that wraps up my impressive performers from the preseason opener versus the Red Wings on Wednesday. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to give a little preview on the weekend series that's coming up against the St. Louis Blues. But first, I need to talk to you all about fan tracks. Hockey fans, I'm going to give you the inside track on fantasy hockey. It's called fan tracks. Fantrax is free. NHL Fantasy Hockey League Manager is the most customizable, easy to use, and feature rich platform in the industry. It's the top dynasty fantasy hockey platform in the industry as well. And it's the most customizable fantasy platform that offers the greatest experience for your dynasty keeper, redraft, or best ball leagues. Go deep with the ultimate keeper in dynasty leagues. You can create a simple redraft league or even a customizable best ball league with up to 2,000 teams. If there's anything lacking in your current fantasy league, Fantrax likely has it. Fantasy sports doesn't sleep and neither does Fantrax with seasons running 365 days a year. And there's a reason why fantasy players who try Fantrax ultimately make it their permanent home for all their fantasy leagues. And if you sign up for free today, you'll automatically be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. That's something you're going to want to cop for free. And you can have the opportunity to do so by simply going to Fantrax.com slash LockdownNHL and signing up today. That's Fantrax.com slash Lockdown. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on now into segment two, let's get into a little bit of a preview over the Blackhawks' upcoming home-and-home series this weekend against the St. Louis Blues. And it's kind of... An interesting home-and-home, though, because while the game tonight will be at the United Center, and fortunately enough, I'll be in attendance for that one. I couldn't be more excited to be back at the UC for the first time in uh, seemingly forever. But this is a a little bit of a weird home-and-home because after the Blackhawks take on the Blues at the UC tonight, they have another contest against them on Saturday, but they won't be traveling to St. Louis to face them at the Enterprise Center on Saturday. Instead, 
Both clubs will be traveling to Independence, Missouri, where the game is set to take place, interestingly enough. Uh, and unfortunately, according to Pat Foley in the broadcast on Wednesday, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a TV crew there to record that one. So we might be missing out on game two of uh, this back-to-back versus the Blues, sadly. <clears throat> but one thing I wanted to talk about um, is someone who is familiar with Missouri because I graduated from the University of Missouri. Um it's definitely a little odd that they're traveling all the way out to Independence for a hockey game. That's all the way out by Kansas City, basically. Uh, so, yeah, a, a little different home-and-home home series than we're used to with the Blues. Uh, we don't know if the game on Saturday is going to be televised. It's sounding like it's not. But we do know that the game tonight at the UC will be televised. And that's one that you should definitely be wanting to check out because from the looks of it, ladies and gentlemen, most of the Blackhawks' big-name players are going to be in the lineup here. Jeremy Colleton spoke to a large group of mostly the NHLers after uh, after practice yesterday and told them that they're going to be the ones playing here against the Blues on Friday night. And taking a, a little look at this projected lineup, starting with the top line, we got the three guys we've seen there all training camp so far in Alex DeBrinkett, Tyler Johnson, and Patch Kane. I'm definitely excited to see those three get their first real bit of game action together. They've been, um, it was interesting that they put Johnson in the middle of them. Most people thought that that's where Kirby Doc was going to start the year, but it seems like they're probably going to ease Kirby into that role a little bit. And they also feel comfortable with Johnson's abilities that uh, he'll be able to flourish in between those two studs here in Chicago. And then the second line looks like it's going to be Brandon Hagel, Jonathan Taze, and 2020 first-round pick Lucas Reichel, baby. We've also seen those three skate together in the last handful of days during training camp, and that should be a ton of fun to see, not only how all three of those guys fare, but also how Reichel hangs in there with the big boys playing alongside two of the uh, Blackhawks' top six forwards heading into the year. The third line appears to be Alex Nylander, Ryan Carpenter, and Dylan Strom. Again, not exactly the best situation for Dylan Strom, uh, but all three of those guys were not in the lineup during the preseason opener on Wednesday, so good opportunity for them to shake a little rust off here before we got real games coming up in just, uh, just 12 days. And then the fourth line will be Mike Hardman, who is back from COVID-19 protocol, by the way. If y'all remember, he, I just said y'all because I went to Missouri. Oh my gosh, what's happening? Uh, if, if you all remember, uh, Hardman joined COVID-19 protocol alongside Kevin Lankin, and Lankinen made it out a little bit faster than Hardman did, but good to see that both of those guys are now officially back. And it looks like Hardman will be skating on that fourth line along with Reese Johnson as his center, who's someone that Jeremy Colleton has given a lot of praise to for his hard work so far during camp. And then on the right wing, it'll either be Jakob Poor, who was uh, one of the Hawks' first free agent signings of the offseason, and also he just put together... I thought, a, a really strong showing during that Hawks prospect showcase up in Minnesota. So I would tend to lean in Poor's direction, but it also could be um, Dmitry Osipov here, who, this this is a little bit interesting. I don't know if this means anything. Don't read into this too much because I, I could be wrong. But Dmitry Osipov is normally a defenseman. Um, but because of the obvious depth in the system that the Hawks have on the blue line, maybe... They're trying him out at a different position. He's a big boy, and it 
certainly wouldn't be the first time we saw the Blackhawks go that route with a with a bigger defenseman, but that's definitely one thing to keep an eye out for during warmups for the Blackhawks tonight. And then on defense, uh, Jeremy actually told eight defensemen that they would pl- be playing tonight, so uh, I don't know if two of those guys are going to be scratched or... May I doubt this, but maybe they in St. Louis agree to dress additional players, or maybe those are just the guys who are coming along for this back-to-back. I don't know. Um, probably not the case that they're dressing additional players, but it was a little odd to me that eight defensemen were told they were going to be in the lineup. So keep a heads up on that as well. But the deep pairings that Colleton told were up top, once again, Jake McCabe and Seth Jones. Those two have been paired together all of training camp so far. Could create a real st- uh, strong shutdown pairing that the Hawks haven't had in quite some time. And then the second pairing is... I'm going to take a little sip of water here real quick. I can feel my throat getting dry. Ah, pardon me. Second defensive pairing is Caleb Jones, who I just talk- talked about, stood out to me in that opener, along with Calvin DeHaan, who's set to make his preseason debut and return to the Hawks lineup after missing the last missing the uh last chunk of the 2021 season. The third pairing is Riley Stillman and Jakob Galvis, who has put together one hell of a run here in the last couple of weeks. I'm really pumped to see what he has to offer tonight during some actual game action, not against other prospects. And then the last pairing we have is maybe the most interesting one here with Nolan Allen, the Blackhawks 2021 first round pick, along with Ian Mitchell, who's probably the top defenseman prospect in the system at this point with Adam Boquist now in Columbus. I would really like to see, hopefully, Nolan Allen get some game action here tonight. I know he's not even close to being NHL ready and he's going to head back to um, the WHL, but it would be nice to get, you know, a, a little learning point here tonight to see just just where he's at already and um, just kind of exactly what he needs to work on in order to play at this level consistently sometime later on down the road. As for the goaltenders, oh my, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like Mark andre Fleury is set up to make his Blackhawks debut here tonight. Of course, not officially his debut because it's the preseason, obviously, but... It's looking like we could get our first little taste of Marc-Andre Fleury backstopping the Hawks here against St. Louis. Uh, I don't have word yet if Colleton's going to give Fleury the entire game like he did with Kevin Lankinen on Wednesday. But if not, Colin Delia looks set to be the backup for this one. But at the same time, it also looked like he was going to be the backup on Wednesday. Not that it ended up mattering with Lankinen going the entire game. Um, But Arvid Soderblom was actually the guy that... Colleton went with as the backup instead, so um, we'll see if Flower goes the whole way. That would be nice, but it could also be, at the same time, beneficial to give Colin Delia some reps here as well because um, the Blackhawks kind of need to get a better idea of what they're going to do with their goaltenders and you know maybe whether or not they want to keep Delia or Malcolm Subban going forward because I, I just can't imagine all four of those netminders, Flurry, Lankin, and Subban, and Delia, I can't I just can't imagine all four of them still being on the Blackhawks roster here in the next week and a half before the regular season gets going. All right, there is a little preview of the Blackhawks preseason contest against the Blues tonight. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to provide a few updates we have on some of the Hawks prospects. But first, 
I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is about to head into the postseason. Football, the NFL is back. Week four is right around the corner. And UFC is also having a couple of awesome fights in the next month or so. And for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I also need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like salted caramel, chocolate, coconut, and now they also have a couple of new flavors like strawberry, grasshopper cookie, which is really good if you love mint. And they also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and many more flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L and LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. For segment three on the show today, before I finish things up, I wanted to be sure to provide some updates that we have on a few of the Blackhawks' current prospects. First, I talked early in, earlier in the week about 2021 second-round pick Colton Dock formally requesting a trade from the Saskatoon Blades, his junior team. Apparently, also, that request came from Dock just a couple of days following the NHL draft. We just heard about it for the first time last Friday. But Doc's wish has now officially been granted as he's swapped WHL teams this year. He's going, went, <clears throat> excuse me, went from the Saskatoon Blades, the same team that older brother Kirby played for during his time in junior hockey, to now playing for the Kelowna Rockets. So a new look for Doc, which is what he wanted now that he's been drafted. Uh, and it's going to be a very crucial year for him in juniors because after putting up a, a point per game for the Blades in the shortened season last year, Doc is uh, he's going to have to up those numbers and up his offensive game a little bit in order to stay on pace with that typical projection uh, or progression, excuse me, that you would like to see out of a kid at this point in his junior career. And also with Doc, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, he suffered a right shoulder injury during Saturday's intra-squad scrimmage, and he had uh, that forced him to miss the past couple of days of practice because of it. Uh, But yesterday, good to see that Doc was finally back on the ice for the afternoon session of practice. 
Um, and I feel like at some point here in the preseason, they're, they're probably going to be wanting to give him a game or two, kind of like Nolan Allen, just to see where they are at currently. But of course, you know, in order for them to do so, the Blackhawks, they, they don't want to risk anything with the kids. So Doc has to be fully healthy in order to do that. And Friday, I thought, was a very good first step in, in trying to get that to happen here in the next couple of weeks. Also on Thursday, the Blackhawks made their first couple of roster moves here in training camp, sending two players back to their respected junior clubs, now cutting the roster down from a whopping 63 players to just 61. Those two guys were both 2021 draft picks by the Hawks. The first was fourth round pick defenseman Ethan Del Mastro, who's like um, a bunch of the defensemen that the Blackhawks took in this year's draft, more of a stay-at-home defensive defenseman. Uh, He got some looks for Team Canada this past year at the 2021 World Juniors, which is awesome to see. Del Mastro will now be returning to the Mississauga Steelheads for what will be his second OHL season. It should be his third, had it not been for COVID-19 canceling uh, the entire season in 2021. And then the other player was... 2021 seventh round pick Jalen Lupin, who was an overager that the Blackhawks took in the seventh round. He's already played three full seasons for the Edmonton Oil Kings in the WHL and will now be heading back for what is his fourth and final campaign of juniors. And last year, Lupin recorded 29 points in his 23 games played, which it's solid, don't get me wrong, but also nothing spectacular for a third year WHL player. Um... But yeah, his offensive game seems good, despite having not not the best size. I believe he's only 5'10", a a buck 55. But there could be some offensive firepower there, maybe. Um, You're always taking a gamble in the seventh round anyways. But now, both Lupin and Ethan Del Mastro, they were among the first cuts from the Blackhawks training camp. They now have both been returned to their junior clubs for the upcoming season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, October 1st's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon ooh, as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by simply following the Locked On Bets podcast. Brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, don't forget that the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is Mailbag Monday. So be sure to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com with your questions or you could also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts and you can even call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Monday's episode, everyone enjoy your weekend. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.